Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Saturday, October 28th, 2023, and this is day 2047 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we praise you, we thank you. Thank you for being our sovereign God, for being in control of every single thing that's happening here on this earth. You know what's happening, Father, and and nothing can happen without your authority. I thank you, Lord, for giving us the power to choose. You don't usurp our authority for having a choice to either do your will or not, to obey you or or to disobey you. I thank you for giving us uh, that gift of choice and that we will yield into your will. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's messages from the lips are from the heart. Let's let's make it personal. From your lips are from your heart. We're going to be coming out of Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23. Mark 7, 1 through 23. Jesus is, again, teaching us some very valuable Things that uh, lessons and principles that that we can um, use in our everyday life. And he says, it says here, the Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled. Mm. And so uh, that that is <clears throat> they were unwashed. So they had, you know, the Pharisees at that time, uh, they had a lot of strict rules and a lot of things that um, they would do that they added on to the word of the God, uh, the word of God. So here uh, in my commentary says, um, Mark explained these Jewish rituals because the, he was writing to a non-Jewish audience. Before each meal, devout Jews performed a short ceremony, washing their hands and arms in a specific way. It makes me think about how a doctor, before doing surgery, would wash their hands all the way down to their elbows. And um, the disciples did not have dirty hands, but they were simply not carrying out this traditional cleansing. So the Pharisees thought this ceremony cleansed them from any contact that they might have had with anything considered unclean. Uh, And then Jesus said they were wrong in thinking they were acceptable to God just because they were clean on the outside. And I know I got a little ahead of myself there, but I wanted you to understand what they were talking about here, if if you didn't already. Um, So verse 3 says, The Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding uh, to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And they observe many other traditions, such as washing of cups and pitchers and kettles. 
So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus did not play, did he? He said about you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honor with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Oh, listen, y'all. I know we can talk about these Pharisees and Sadducees for a while, but we got to take a look in the mirror at ourselves. Are we too hanging on to traditions rather than to God's word and allowing these traditions to usurp God's authority? Just a self-check. Verse 9, and he continued, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is put to death. Wow. And then he says, um, uh, but you say that if anyone declares that what might uh, have been used to help their father or mother is Corbin, that is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. So they would not allow people to do certain things for their parents because, you know, that to them was against their rules if it was uh, taking away money from the Sadducees or Pharisees. So let me break this down a little bit from what my commentary says. The Pharisees used God as an excuse to avoid helping their families. They thought it was more important to put money in the temple treasury than to help their needy parents. Although God's law specifically says to honor fathers and mothers and to care for those in need. Um, so that is why they they came up with their own rules. And it was better to give money in the temple rather than to use that to take care of your parents. Uh, and then verse 13 says, thus you nullify the word of God. This is what Jesus said by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. And I love the fact that Jesus used that as a teaching opportunity. You know, we have many opportunities uh, when things come up in our lives, especially when we're raising our children or, or, or helping with our nieces and nephews and cousins. When something happens and, you know, we, we tell them the truth and then we can also teach them, give them something to remember in a way uh, that that is... Um, uh, at a level that they can understand it. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods 
are clean. So even back then, they wouldn't touch pork. You know, that was uh, unclean. That was uh, something of the Jewish heritage at that time. And he's saying all food is clean. Verse 20, he went on. What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, from within, out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. And when I think about that for myself, typically, or any time actually, it starts in my mind, okay, what it is. I might be thinking something that's not right. And if I'm not careful, I will carry it out and it will come out of my mouth. And then now that is taking it to the furthest extent of sinning. So you can, you can, what a man thinketh, um, so is he. And God also teaches that we sin first in our heart. We can think about this situation and, and that is sin if you're lusting after someone or whatever. But, but that doesn't mean that we need to carry it out just because we're like, oh, well, I've sinned anyway because I thought of it. No, we just ask God at that point to help us with that. Lord, please forgive me. Please help me. I have to do that on a daily basis. You know, and, and I'm catching myself way sooner and much quicker than I did when I first started this walk in Christ over 40 years ago. So, yeah, it's a, it's a natural daily thing. We catch ourselves and we ask God to forgive us so we don't defile ourselves. Point number one, I was raised in the days that adults would say, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Jesus turns that phrase upside down. Some people talk a, a great talk, but their actions speak otherwise. Jesus teaches us that it's what comes out of our mouths that defiles us, not what goes into us. As we can see, the Pharisees were focused on the wrong thing. As a matter of fact, Jesus called them hypocrites. And a hypocrite is someone pretending to be something you are not and have no intention of being. Uh, Jesus, so this is what I call it. I call it faking the funk. <laughs> we're just <laughs> pretending, you know, like, okay, I can be this way around that person. I'll be this way around someone else. And, you know, that's hypocritical, not being true to who you truly are. Jesus called them hypocrites because they worshiped God for the wrong reasons. Their worship was not motivated by love, but by desire to attain profit, to appear holy, and to increase their status. Like one of the things they would do, they would pray in the open so everybody would see them. And Jesus said, when you do that, that's your reward. But when you pray in secret and in your closet, you know, then you'll be rewarded openly. Or let's say, for example, you give somebody some money. Uh, God says, bless this person with something. And you do it in front of everybody. You make a, you know, a big deal out of it. I'm awarding this person $100 <laughs> out of my own pocket. Well, you know what? That's just glorifying yourself. I hate it when I see these. Um, they just showed one recently uh, showing a, a 
charity organization, giving coats to kids that may not be able to afford it and showing these kids on TV, getting these coats and look at us, we're helping these poor little kids and, and we're doing this great thing. Well, yeah, it's a great thing. Don't get me wrong, but you should not advertise it and put that person uh, on TV and showing them being so needy and without you, they could they couldn't make it. That, my friends, is not the way God would have us to do it. We do that behind the scenes. Nobody, we can talk about the things that we do and, you know, as a nonprofit myself and writing that up to potential grantors and these are some of the things we do, but we don't have to do it and show it to everyone. I, I, I don't, I intentionally do not do that with our group that we work with, with our children. And some people are just not there yet, you know? So, That certainly sounds like a lot of our politicians these days. Many speak out of both sides of their mouths to appease the audience they're speaking to. We need to also check ourselves to make sure we're not doing the same. Point number two, we become hypocrites when we pay more attention to uh, reputation than to character. Mm, That's pretty deep there. Uh, like saying that, you know, what others think about us is more important than our true character. Second, carefully follow certain, we, we carefully follow certain religious practices while allowing our hearts to remain distant from God. We're just going through the motions, you know. Uh, there are some people I've known that were married and been married for years and they're just going through the motions. They don't truly love each other anymore. It's just like, oh, well, we, you know, for convenience sake, it costs me more to leave you. So I'm going to just stick it out here and you go your way. I'll go my way. Well, you're going through the motions. This is not really a marriage. Right. And so the same thing happens with our Lord. He doesn't want to be used in that way. He wants us to truly love him from our hearts. Third, uh, we may emphasize our virtues. Uh, but others sins you see uh, put ourselves up on a uh, up on a uh, higher standard and uh, putting others down looking down upon them like oh wow look at them they're you know, they're sinning all the time well well you you're sinning you just well, judging someone else uh, not you I'm just saying in general right so people who behave like this um, act their uh, people who behave like this act like they are God, uh, little g. Like it's their job to punish you and to judge you. If this is you, it's time to stop and trust God to do things in his way. Remember, it's not all about us. It's about being uh, obedient vessels uh, God can use to advance the kingdom of God through unconditional love. So while we're going through it and sharing God's love with others, we're not judging them. We're not looking down upon them. Uh, we're not, you know, thinking, uh, wow, they're, they're extremely sinful. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those things that's easy to do. I'll, I'll never forget. And I've shared this before how, you know, when I first got saved, like I said, over 40 years ago, I was a party girl. And I wore my party clothes to church because I was unchurched. I would, I didn't, I wasn't raised in church. We didn't go to church every Sunday. Every now and then we would walk to our 
neighborhood church and go to Sunday school, but my mom didn't go. My mother was raised in church, but I think she got turned off from the hypocritical ways that would take place in, in her church religion. But anyway, later uh, in my early 20s, around 22 or so, I got saved and, and it changed my life. But I was still, you know, like, this is what I have to wear. This is what I wear to church. I didn't know any different. But let me tell you something. Not one person said anything about what I had on. Not one. Not the pastor's wife. Not a lot of the people that, you know, uh, came around and, and literally mentored me in a way. So then later, you know, in years, years have gone by and and uh, I would see sometimes a young woman uh, walking around and showing, uh, exposing a lot of herself. And, and I would think to myself, oh, my goodness, I can't believe she's wearing that or doing that. And you know what? God would check me real quick. He would say, remember when? And I'm like, oh, yo, Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Lord. Remember when you dressed like that? Remember when you were exposing yourself? Remember? So don't look at the outside of the person. See, that's the other thing where we mess up. We're, we're looking at the outside, just like Jesus said, what goes in is not what defiles us, it's what comes out. So we need to not look at the outer person, not, not worry about that. Uh, we look at the heart. So when people might say, if I come to your church, do I have to dress up or do I have to wear? No, you just come like you are. I love that. Our pastor, when she teaches and preaches, she's up there in her jeans or, you know, T-shirt or whatever you feel like wearing at that time. Because it's not about the outside. It's about the heart. And, and God says he looks at the heart of the person, not the outside. And that's what we need to look at. And, and then let me tell you, while I was in church and what was happening as I grew in Christ, then the things on the outside began to change too. Um, so we don't need to judge uh, anyone else. I remember working with kids in schools and um, I would wonder, well, why are their attitudes so bad and blah, blah, blah. But then once I built a relationship and began to got to know them, I felt so horrible for thinking such a thing because I got to really know what was going through or why is this kid acting out so much why can't they just sit still and be then when I got to see for myself what was going on behind the scenes see it takes that relationship building to know someone's heart and get to truly know what's going on with them and some of the horrific things that our kids were experiencing or things that I never went through in my whole life my whole lifetime so God taught me a valuable lesson throughout my life, not to, not to judge and not to pretend to be serving God, to truly love other people, regardless of what they're doing or what they look like or what they're saying. And then making sure that we are uh, exemplifying God truly, that we are representing his principles and not basing things off of a tradition. All right. Now, God loves you. Don't you forget that. Don't you forget that. And if we messed up, get back on track. Just repent. That means ask God to forgive you and get back on track and doing what he would call you to do. Aren't you glad he's a forgiving God? Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. The angels are rejoicing in heaven because of you. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy 
because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about these amazing uh, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY programs. The kids are loving it. And if you want your student to be signed up for these DIY programs, we're getting ready to roll that out. We've got enough toolkits now to give even our young men. At first, it was a lot of they gave us toolkits for girls or money to buy toolkits for girls. So now we've been able to get them for boys, too. So we'll be starting that up soon. So just reach out through the website. And we want to thank you for your support and your prayers and your financial donations. They mean so much to us, and we are very grateful to each and every one of you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.